This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. What's up, y'all? The Warriors got two in a row. But most importantly, it was two in a row on the road. Justin, is this the beginning of something? Is it the beginning of something? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I called nine and one in the last 10 games. So far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> I knew, we knew, well, I knew going in, I didn't know the games were going to be rough, but like, I was like, okay, the Rockets, that's a road win. That's a guarantee win right there. And that's the type of win that can catapult you forward into building a better rhythm and stuff like that. They came out, they played well against Dallas. Um, you know, they were playing against the refs tonight. And it was a closer than it should have been. Um, they had some silly mistakes too, but Two, two straight on the road for the first time this season. That's kind of pathetic, but we're glad it's happening now. And yeah, <laughs> they, they they started to put it together a little bit. Um, but they got two more road games to finish or three. Yeah, I think Portland, uh-huh. Sacramento, and Denver, they got those three. Hopefully they can just win out on the road um, going forward. That would be amazing heading into the playoffs. And then it just kind of everybody's looking at them like, well, we don't want to play them. Uh, we don't want them to come into our building now. Yeah, my hope is that in particular, actually for all three of those teams, that Portland for a different reason than Denver and SAC, but I'm hoping that like their seating can't change. So they're just sort of like, we're resting our dudes because like SAC could be battling with um, Memphis, but if they are out of reach of the second seed and they have no shot at like anyone catching them behind them, they might rest guys for that game. And Portland, by this time, they probably would have shut Dame down because, like, they won't have a shot. And same thing mm-hmm. with Denver. Like, no one's really, like, within reach of them, I think. So that's my hope with some of those games. You know, OKC will still maybe be, like, fighting for a play-in spot. But that's at, that's at, in, that's in chase. So those last four games in April. So they about to go home for a homestand. Sixers is going to be a big game. You know, MB going to try to make a statement and shit because, you know, he and the MVP race. Um, but after that, Mini too. I mean, Mini's going to be challenging. They got Cat back, which I don't know if it's good or bad because they were struggling before Cat went out 
when it was a uh, cat go bear mm-hmm. plus um ant man like he was throwing tantrums on the court or not tantrums but he was having really bad body language and all kind of stuff with them so you know i don't know the pelican no, I was going to say, I think that matchup favors Golden State with Cat back and without Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards is really more problematic. Oh, and Edwards is out right now, right? I forgot. He's out. I don't yeah. know for how long, but he's out. And then the Pelicans, I mean, I know there was a report earlier that Zion can resume on-court activities, but I don't know if he's actually playing and if they're, like, not in the mix anymore either. So it's going to be interesting, but, I mean – Honestly, they just need to go 4-0 at home. I don't know if that's going to happen, but they have a much better shot of that, we know, with the home record. So, But, like, the teams, they're, even though they have those three road games, the teams they're playing, and because of where they are seated, it lends itself to the chance that, like, some people get sat. And, like, honestly, I know that might sound like the Warriors want people to sit. I do. Natalie wants it. So, like, I don't care. I'll take it at this point because... We just want to get in six seed or higher, right? So, but you know who is mad about this loss tonight, Justin? The Dallas Mavericks, Justin. The Dallas Mavericks. And so they're going to do some clown shit. It must be something in the water in Texas. It must be statewide. Because the only other team that I've ever seen be goofy like this are the Houston Rockets with their spreadsheets. Talking about how they really won things. They didn't, like, actually win. The Dallas Mavericks. Reporting from Shams, Shams, however you say it, um, they plan to file a petition, a formal protest to the NBA of their loss to the Golden State Warriors tonight with focus on alleged referee mistake that led to two free Warriors points late in the third quarter. It's corny. It's corny, bro. Do they think that when you go back and look at the tape, that it's only things the referees messed up for them? Do they think like that? I mean, it's just, it's some really dweeby shit. Right. <laughs> that game, we watching the game from start to finish, we're thinking, man, the, the Mavericks are getting a friendly whistle. Yes! Luka Doncic is shooting a thousand free throws. Jaden Hardy's getting superstar calls. Um, we literally watched Anthony Lamb get a rebound try to take one dribble and Josh Green just completely tackles him, right? Takes his, takes his feet from under him. He falls over, no call. Um, like, they, they have no room to complain about officiating. Luca cries every single possession. Somehow he's not going to get over the technical um, threshold to get suspended a game. We know that that's not going to happen, but he's going to keep crying. Um, yeah, it's BS, like take your L and move on. Like you're going to whine. Like they're not going to take, they're not going to give you the win and take the win away from golden state. So what are you crying for? Like it's over with. It's over with. Tell Luca to make his layups, right? How many layups did he miss? How many photos did he miss in the lane? Exactly. Like he's still 30. And even at the end when you could have <laughs> cut it to one, you missed the like right, right at the rim. Just missed it. Right like, at the rim. Like, come, come on, on, stop crying. Stop crying. See, that's the kind of shit I'd be like, yo. Whatever, yo. Back to the game. Back to the game at hand. Some clutchness that went on at the end of the game. Um, first, Wardell with his his he drove Justin. He drove right to the rim. Nothing made me happier than seeing that. Then <laughs> Draymond with his 
stop. I mean, this is what we're saying, right? Like, this is the point that I was making the other night, you know, when you missed, when you weren't on with us, but you said you listened when I was just saying, like, as much as I don't love Draymond's whole approach to, like, he's only getting up for, like, a handful of games he's preserving his body and it's for stuff like this for him to do what you saw him do tonight in the postseason. And it's like, I'll take that for the 16 games in the postseason. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you help deliver that W (laughs) that final chip, then I'll take that, you know, and we just got to live with the, the mediocrity of the season. And then to seal it, to seal it for the doves was Lungard making two Mm -hmm. clutch free throws two clutch free throws i mean the clutchness was on display tonight the goat those dudes they they're big time players like there's no other group of guys that i I would rather have in any big game or any meaningful game than you know those guys the core of the warriors like i mean even even clay like that one play they were doubling luca a lot late and they were just getting so many easy buckets out of it. I think Kerr just scratched it and said, look, you're going to have to guard him one-on-one and they called for that screen with Clay on Luka and he stopped him. He made him force up that little runner at three at the buzzer that he missed. Um, And that was just great defense, right? He wasn't have he didn't have it offensively really uh, tonight. He only took nine shots. They was really running him off the line and stuff like that, but came up clutch defensively, loon, 12 rebounds, um, 12 points, Draymond, ridiculous stat line, like just completely filled it up all the way across the board. And then Steph just diamond everybody up. Like they they running them, they put multiple guys on him, and he's just finding guys every time. So you know when the chips are down, like when their back's against the wall, those dudes are going to show up every single time. It might not be pretty, but they're going to show up every single time. Yeah, and I mean, that was going to be my next question. What did you think about the two teams' defensive plans? Because, like, they, they both were sort of doing the same thing to each other. Um, And, like, to, to what mm-hmm. you just mentioned, like, to the Mavs' credit, like, those guys were hitting their shots. Um, And I was just like, are the Warriors going to just, like, kind of, like, go away from the three tonight? They need to because, like, you're – you're you're scoring inside the three but like you know the shots are not falling you know because to me they could have maybe like it wouldn't have been busted wide open because obviously it's not threes but to me they could have like gotten a bigger lead and it didn't have to be this close if because there were some times they just Mm -hmm. like took a three and i'm just like guys it's just it's not that night like just you know keep keep attacking keep you know mid-range so um, I think they could have actually opened it up before, you know, I, at first I thought I saw like a third quarter dub siding, but it was a little up and down that third quarter, but they had like, you know, running them. So, but, and then similar approach with Dallas, they were like, you know, making Steph give up the ball. Their defense gave him some, some issues tonight, you know, um, mm-hmm. I thought like he was still, like you said, like just assisting everywhere, but the defense gave him a little problems. Not a little, like they, it, it was bothering him. Yeah, from a scoring standpoint, for sure. Um, yeah, 17 assists, that's crazy. But um, yeah, Kaminga's length, his athleticism, his physicality, he was like all up on Luca the whole time. And Luca would get some of those like veteran fouls drawn on Kaminga at some point. But for the most part, they're just crowding his space and then just trying to like time his shots and stuff like that and make him take tough shots. And, you know, if anybody knows how to game plan against Luca, it's the Warriors, right? Like 
you know Luke is going to get his numbers because he's going to definitely get the attempts up. Um, and he's that good of an offensive player that he's always going to get, you know, his 25 or 30 a game. But oh, the, the Warriors like, understand. Gift him free throws. I mean, a lot of his well. scoring tonight was free throws, even though, he, well, it wasn't, but he was he was getting a lot of free throw attempts. He wasn't making them. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I mean, look, is great. So I'm I'm really not trying to like diminish him or anything, but it, it's just like, come on. You know, it was just like very annoying to watch. But at times the Warriors, they they doubled him. I just like that they were switching up the coverages, you know, um, that they didn't like just stick, stick with a single game plan. And when one thing wasn't working, they switched it up. Yeah. And that's like, that was that was what made them so special last year defensively. They they were able to run so many different defenses and throw another team off. Um, because if you give offensive players as good as Luca the, the same look over and over and over again, he's going to pick out. you apart eventually. Yeah, he's going to figure it out. So, um, yeah, it's huge, huge win. Um, especially without the two guys you expect to be on Luca playing right. Obviously, Kaminga is one of those guys, but Wiggins and GP two primarily would be the guys guarding Luca if they played again. And those guys were available. Um, so to get get a win and do such a good job on him as far as individual scoring standpoint, without those guys, that was like huge for them. Well, yeah, this was a great team win. Our uh producer Greg nailed it with this title. Balanced scoring lifts Warriors over the Mavericks for the second straight road win. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Shout out to the doves. We are we we have vibes tonight. Where we at on the vibe scale, Justin? We had a we had a nine. We had a nine. Wow, that's higher than I would have gone. Okay, I'm with it. Two roll wins in a row. Essentially, we just you know if you take care of business for the majority or, or the rest of the season, you've taken Dallas out of the running for overtaking you pretty much, right? Take the the tiebreaker and you get a whole game ahead of them. We had a nine. We had a we nine. Had a it nine. looks like JP and, and Kaminga are starting to figure it, like really figure it out. Like this is the second really good game they've had in a row, especially on the road. Together and individually. Like their like exactly. their chemistry together and individually. I I was talking about this a little bit when um CJ was on the other night. Yeah. They that pick and roll. I think JP is is starting to really find those kick out um, lanes that are open to him when he drives and Kaminga is on the receiving end of a lot of those because teams aren't guarding him as a shooter, but he's hitting high thirties on catch and shoots. He's hitting his threes and he hit how many tonight? Two, um, two for three from three tonight, nine for 11 from the field. Dude is just pl- finishing every single play. Um, and yeah, defensively he's showed up and JP is showing up now defensively. He might not have the tools to be a lockdown guy, but he's at least given the effort in most of the plays, right? Trying to fight over screens, stay in front of guys, stuff like that. And that's all you can ask of him. At that point, you let the other guys, you know, make up for the um, for the for the weaknesses that you have. But as long as you play hard, that's all we can ask for. So, shout out to those but, two young guys, the the bridge to the second timeline, or they are the second timeline. But yes. Well, it's a good thing we won tonight because so did the Wolves. So they're at 500 now. They're 37 and 37. Um, and tonight, oh God, these this this uh notification keeps popping up about this stupid ass 
protest they're going to file. And I'm so annoyed by it. But um, tonight, you know, I think it's probably better for us if the Lakers get the loss. But I don't know if that's going to happen because they're at home. Because I see some those fans like, oh, we need the Lakers help it out. And I was like, no. Uh, like I said, I think we need to create as much distance as we can for the teams behind us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so are we rooting for a Lakers loss tonight. Um, right now, Lakers are up three. Um, and they're in midway through through the second quarter versus the Suns. Uh, there was one last thing that I wanted to say. Oh, well. I don't actually remember what it is. So if it comes back to me, we'll get to it later in the in, in the show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Let, let's switch gears a little bit, Justin, because... There's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it is something we really haven't discussed because we've all been sort of hopeful that Andrew Wiggins will return. And we've also been very positive about um, him and just showing him love and and wishing for the best. And we we here are not like upset at Wiggins. We ain't trying to get in his business. But I, I do think it's fair to talk about what it means for the team if he doesn't return. And so we talked about this on on Saturday night when you were not with us, but I want to revisit this conversation with you because what myself, Jason, and Nana said was that if Wiggins doesn't return, the Warriors have no chance. Like they cannot win a championship. And Nana was like questioning, well, is it Wiggins and GP2? Like she 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 felt like both were needed. And Jason and I both felt like it would be harder, but that they could just get it done like if it was just Wiggins, even if they didn't have GP2. But what if it's the reverse? What if they don't get Wiggins back, but they get GP2? With Jonathan Kaminga playing right now the way that he is, I mean, he can't shoot as well as Wiggins, though he's shooting what, like mid-30s now? For the season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, low volume, though. From, yeah, low volume from three. Um, and obviously, he's still young, so he's just not as seasoned as an experience as, as Wiggs. But could they win if they don't get Wiggins back and they had GP2? And Kaminga obviously I mean, would have to be playing a bigger role, yeah. I mean, they, they could technically. Um, it, a lot would have to break right for them. I think Draymond and Looney would have to be amazing defensively, like ridiculous off the chart defensively um, for the entire playoff run. Um, 
JP and Kaminga would have to play like this more times than not. And that's just, I don't know how realistic that is to ask of two young players, you know, like they're going to be up and down. They're going to have some games in the playoffs where they look completely overwhelmed um, because, you know, they're so young and just, that's just the nature of the game. Um, obviously Steph would have to be, Steph and Clay would have to be on fire to make up for um, the lack of Wiggins and the scoring that he can provide, especially who's the, the interior team in the West, though, that beats them. I, I know the East teams are pretty strong, but who's the team in the West, even with Wiggins out, who beats them? Because I don't know about the Suns. Like, I get it. Katie's there. But I don't know about them. I mean, I really don't know about any of these teams, to be honest, in the West. Right? So, like, maybe they fall in the finals. Whatever. I'm looking far ahead. And I still think they could make it out the West. I do. Yeah. I mean... Without Wiggins and with Gary, I would I would definitely probably pick them. Definitely probably. I would definitely pick them against all the teams in the West. But I would also acknowledge like, hey, things could things can get a little weird um without that, without Wiggins there, because he provides such he's like such a glue. Like he's not a glue guy, but he connects everything for that team, right? Like Steph and Clay are the, the three point guys, obviously, like Steph gets to the rim and all that. But his primary attack is from three. And, you know, Draymond and Looney aren't great finishers. So Wiggins is the guy that goes out there and they say, who's going to go out there and get us the tough twos? Like, who's going to go out there and just when, right. when teams are, when you're not shooting well from three and it's hard to get it into your bigs because they aren't scorers, who's going to get you that layup, right? Wiggins is usually that guy, right? With a post up or just some type of cut or something. You need that athleticism and that size um, to just, generate some stuff that you just can't get elsewhere. So it would be tough. I would definitely still pick them to beat all these teams in the West, but it would be, it would be very tough to do it now against yeah. and maybe Milwaukee I'm or Boston. Bit. I don't know. Yeah. And it's possible that I'm just drinking a little bit too much Kuminga Kool-Aid, but man, he's been great. He's been great. Yeah. The last couple of games. Yeah. His ceiling is high. It's really, really high. Like, both from a current player standpoint, like you saw close to his ceiling tonight where he's giving you 20 plus points, great defense, athleticism on the court. Um, but the thing with young players is they're high variance, right? There's, there's yeah. sometimes you're going to get their ceiling. Sometimes you're going to get their floor and you kind of really just don't know. It's on a night to night basis, whichever one you're going to get. But yeah, I mean, if he's playing like this consistently going forward, like this is just him, then yeah, they can win. They can win it all without Wiggins playing if Kaminga is like this, because this is essentially the stuff that Wiggins does, right? Elite defense through the whole through the whole game, guarding Luka Doncic, and then also chips in 20 points. Like, <laughs> there's not much more you can ask from Kaminga in that regard. So, and then he hit two threes. That's Wiggins right there. Boom, two threes, 20 points, good defense. But you just you just don't know with a young guy, and it's it's tough to project that. For sure. Well, listen, we want Andrew back. So let's make that clear. We hope we do get him back. But we also hope that, you know, whatever he's going through, that it's starting to get better, um, you know, and for him and his situation. So we continue to wait and we continue to wait to see what happens. And, and the team carries on with without Andrew for now. Um, now, there's something else I wanted to pose to you which is 
with the Paul George injury, and you know there is no part of me that celebrates injuries, but also you can let the people know how much I love Paul George. He's like one of my favorite players. So this is not something I'm happy about, but it is going to definitely impact uh, the Clippers not having him. Um, So what do you think that means for them? I mean, I didn't look at their schedule, but like, do you still feel like six is greater than four or even well, yeah, six greater than four, because if you're five, the five is playing the four seed. So do you still think six is greater than four or five um, if it changes in terms of the Clippers dropping? Um, I think I would like to see Golden State get four if the Clippers are fifth, right? Um, but if that's not the case then I would rather get six, right? I do think, you know, outside of Denver, the Suns would be the toughest first round matchup out of all the, the West teams, even with KD coming back super late. It's just like, you got to deal with Kevin Durant. Like I'd much rather deal with so many other players than Kevin Durant. Um, so I'm still kind of on the six, but like you said, Paul George being missing is a huge blow to the Clippers. So they can potentially start dropping some games I can pull up their schedule right now, but um, the they just lost to OKC. Look very good without KD, so I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. They don't. They they they're very beatable without KD because obviously you don't have the guys that you traded KD for, and you don't have KD. So there's just a gaping hole in your roster right there. It's just a book show over there. Um, I point that out only because like I really think they're gonna drop some more games. Like I don't think their lead, even though it's three. Plus, we they own the tie break, so it's like four for the Warriors. But I just don't think their lead is as secure with Katie being out. Um, oh, but I not. think, yeah, and they I don't I don't know what their schedule is like either. But he's not being reevaluated till next Thursday. It doesn't even mean he's necessarily coming back that day. But that's when he gets reevaluated. It. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule now. Like the only Ooh. gimme game they have, uh, Phoenix. They play in LA. LA right now in LA. Um, even game, but that can go either way. Then they play Sacramento in Sacramento, Philly, Utah in Utah, Minnesota, Denver, OKC in OKC, um, San Antonio, Denver, Lakers, Clippers. So, like, that's the only game that's, like, quote-unquote easy is San Antonio. They can lose any of those other games. So, they're, they're spotted four. It's definitely not secure, especially without Kevin Durant. Uh, but... I guess we're just going to have to wait and see like the chip. They, I, I've said since the beginning of the season, like the Warriors are going to be, they're going to end up where they should like at the end. Right. Like, if I recall the Clippers, they actually had a fairly easy schedule. And so if, if they may benefit in that, like, even if they drop without Paul George, it's not too, too. Cause I'm like, well, I don't know. Can the Suns fall lower than them? But I think the Suns actually just based on their schedule have a, bigger risk of dropping than like just based on the schedule like like the the clipper schedule is much more um manageable i think like they mm-hmm. can still get some of those games especially if you have Kawhi Leonard on the court he's still probably going to be the best player in a lot of those games they play and so um it, it'll be interesting to see yeah it's definitely it's definitely possible for the warriors to get 4 and the clippers to get 5 and the suns to fall to 6 like that's definitely possible yeah, I think so too. Um, 
I knew it. Like, I, I don't remember at what point it was that I like tweeted something, but I was just like, when I was just watching the way the season goes and I'm like, guys, we're not creating separation. It's just not going to be one of those years. So we should just be prepared. It's going to be one of those seasons where it's going to go down to the very end. And like the seating is just going to be back and forth like this throughout probably the rest of the, 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 the season. So like I said, as long as they stay within that top six at this point, um, I'm good, but I, I do think four is still not secure yet. And I would agree, especially with the gauntlet they got to go through to finish the season. Um, yeah, they will start losing some games. <laughs> For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Well, Justin, we talked about the game. We talked about, you know, some scenarios for the Warriors and also, you know, other stuff around the league. But I'm just sort of curious, you know, I was, I was really thinking about it, like just so much has happened to the Warriors this year. And, and we touched on it a little bit, but I'm just wondering like, and let's approach this from two directions. I'm wondering what the Warriors are gonna look like after this season. So if they win, what they look like after this season, and if they lose, what they look like. Because I feel like there's gonna be, if they lose, I can I sort of feel like there might be an overreaction to like them losing. Um but if they win like at the end are we going to be saying that's it or is like ownership going to be like all right, we need to go all in and like properly support the team this year? Like I don't know. Like you know, I, I we talked already before in the past about what this would mean for Steph's legacy with this team you know on the broadcast it was interesting because um jeff van gundy was like you know he you know it's it's really interesting with the media now that they don't write off the warriors anymore like they've mm -hmm. learned their lesson so like i've heard all of them for the most part being like the warriors can probably still like get in it but he was saying that you know he thinks the top three teams are in the east and he would put you know consider all them prohibitive favorites over like a warriors but he was like, but I thought the same last year about Boston, like, you know, so because he's like, it would be like, not an upset, but like a, a shock if they pulled it off and won. He's like, but then I thought the same thing last year. And I still really laugh about like how many people really thought like Boston was like so superior to the Warriors. It doesn't make sense to me. So we talked about what it would mean for, for Steph's legacy in light of everything that's happened this season, um, if he could pull this off. And we'll, we'll obviously talk and have that conversation again. But I'm just wondering what the Warriors are going to look like after it's all said and done in, in any scenario. So what do you think? Um, that's a good question. Um, if they lose, I can definitely see a scenario in which the team, the core itself kind of splits a little bit. Um, obviously, Draymond is on the bubble. He's on the he's on the fringe 
um, whether or not he wants to accept his player option, whether or not they decide to trade him once he accepts his player option. Um, Bob Myers still hasn't extended and all this type of stuff. And, is, and he out um, here doing just, interviews with J. Cole, so. Right. He's doing podcast episodes with, with J. Cole. And <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, now there's like little very small rumors that he's like, looking at other avenues or other other you know employment options and stuff like that so that's always a thing if if bob either bob or draymond or both could be the first domino falling to like some huge shakeup within the uh within the franchise especially if they lose now if they win i would assume the you know back to back they're going to be like all right we're going to bring back the guys, right? We're going to bring back everybody and see if we can make it happen again for a three-peat um, because, like, that would just be completely idiotic or just unprecedented for them to break a team up after going back-to-back like that. Uh, I do okay, think either what way... Does that mean? What does that mean for the development of, like, a Jordan Poole and mm-hmm. a Jonathan Kaminga? Like, how long can you keep those guys, like, behind the others? And I get it. For purposes of the, this team, they're not better and they don't deserve the spots over those guys, but you are stunting their growth in some capacity. Yeah, I think for Jonathan, since he still has two years left on his rookie deal after this season, it's it's fine, right? If he, by the time he's extension eligible, by the time he's like ready to take that next leap, um, potentially the team could look a little bit different, right? You never know what could happen from now to, what is that, 2026 would be his first season post um rookie deal so that could look really different but jordan it's kind of getting to that point where it's like all right he already signed his extension so he's he's making star level money at this point but he's still coming off the bench he's still not finishing games stuff like that so that can definitely be a little bit problematic and you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that they look for options you know to move him in the summer or he might be looking for options to move himself in the summer just because he wants a bigger role um it would be kind of weird but not unprecedented if he did that after they won a championship because at that point it would be like i've won two championships i got my money now i want to ascend to uh, stardom really um so that's something definitely to monitor I, i think jordan draymond and bob are like the three pieces to really look at everybody else i'm, I'm pretty sure they're stable where they are um, as far as the core, and Steve then I think, yeah, I think Kerr is not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> I think as long as Steph is playing, he's going to coach. He's going to coach the Warriors. Um, so he don't know then, that Steph is as good as he is, but yet he want to hitch his wagon to Steph. <laughs> I think he do know Steph as good as he is. That's why he tries some of the stuff that he tries because he knows Steph is going to bail him out. No, he really doesn't. He might know now, but up until they beat the Celtics, he didn't know. He didn't know. That's true. He said said some things over the years, too, that kind of was a little bit, not shady, but just a little bit like uh, They were shady. They were shady. I mean, when I hear shady, I think it was intentional. I don't think he was intentionally trying to, like, you know what I'm saying, undermine stuff. I thought he, I think he legitimately thought these other guys were better than Steph, <laughs> which is just weird. Um, 
but yeah, I think regardless whether they win or lose, they're they're probably going to take a more serious approach to helping the core. Like now, I don't think they're going to be interested in adding any more like young players and stuff like that. Um, but I also thought that after they won the championship last year and they added two more rookies, so <laughs> I could be wrong about that. But but this season, I think looks the wise very differently. So for sure, especially with the Wiseman pivot, they might be like, all right, here y'all go, like. More vets, Is there anything whatever. we can do to keep Dante? I want to keep Dante. I mean, if Jordan and Draymond go, <laughs> if they both go, that's 50 What kind of million. money do you think he's commanding? Dante? Yeah. Probably a Caruso level. So around 10 mil. Probably a GP2 Caruso. Anywhere from 9 to 11 mil annual. I think he'll, he'll command that because he's shooting 40 from 3. He's obviously shown the ability to play on and off the ball. Even though he's not great on the ball, he can do some guard stuff. He's a good player. So I do think Dante is one of those players where he'll look better in Golden State than he would anywhere else. It's because Golden State allows him to play to all of his strengths, whether it be rebounding, doing all the connective passing stuff, defense, spotting up to shoot, um, playing fast. But that teams don't care about that. They just see, oh, he's playing well. He's shooting the three ball well. Right. Let's give him 10 mil. Like, so. 10 mil. Well, we'll see. I'm going to still keep putting it out there into the universe and maybe somehow they figure it out with Dante. Well, listen, this has been fun. It's been lovely, but um, I'm about to go get some sleep because I need it. It's been a long day for me. I believe it's been a long day for Justin as well. Um, the vibes are immaculate, and the Warriors got a win, a second win on the road. Hallelujah. So I think we can end with that word. <laughs> I think we just preached the gospel. <laughs> we did. Okay. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen, amen Justin? <laughs> amen. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. So listen, y'all, we appreciate you. We hope that y'all are as excited as we are. They going back home to Chase. There'll be a little two-day rest in there. You know, um, they'll have the crowd behind them and invigorate them some. So let's, 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 let's do the damn thing before they have to go back on the road one last time. Thank you for tuning into Golden Spaces. We appreciate you on this Odyssey original podcast. Make sure you're downloading. Make sure you're sharing with a friend or subscribing. Subscribe to 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel so that way you are alerted every time a new episode of Golden Spaces is, is um, added, okay? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pod. Share it. Tell people about it. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a positive review. We appreciate it. Until next time, guys, take care. <laughs>